Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by new Missoula Big Sky men's basketball coach, Zach Murphy. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Of course. I uh, I saw that you were announced the other day, and then your brother-in-law messaged me and was like, hey, you want to interview the new <laughs> coach for Missoula Big Sky? I'm like, heck yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, credit to, to John Burnett, my brother-in-law. Um, you know, in my eyes, I might be a little biased, one of the best baseball coaches or the best baseball coach in the state, but also helping me out. He shot me a text and said, you know, I got this guy out of Billings. Awesome dude wants to have you on the podcast. And I was like, send him my number right away. So yeah. Yeah. Super- it was, it was literally like an hour, maybe. <laughs> it's awesome. No, I, I had him on in I think December or January and just a super great guy. That's cool. That's cool. So I, I guess I should ask, I was wondering when that did happen, did he reach out to you or did you reach out to him? How did you make the connection that I was related to him? He reached out to me. Uh, he's looking out for me. See, he's being a good brother-in-law. <laughs> I, yeah, I, no, I, he Facebook messaged me. <laughs> I got you. I, see how I owe him even more. He's way too nice. That's <laughs> Yeah. So what kind of sparked your love of basketball and then, you know, made you want to go into coaching after playing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, coaching for me has been, it was kind of accidental how I fell into it. Um, the love of basketball has just been growing up in a basketball household. Um, you know, I grew up, dad was a, a basketball junkie. He grew up in Minnesota, you know, played basketball there. Uh, when him and my mom moved out here to Montana, I've got three older sisters. Um, the oldest, I think, tried a little bit. She wasn't much of a hooper, but the middle one was you know, as we say, was a dog. She could play. She was a great little point guard. Um, You know, the youngest sister of the three played on a phenomenal AAU team. And I just grew up in a house where I followed them everywhere, whether it was a YMCA game, an AAU tournament, uh, three-on-three, you know, Spokane Hoop Fest, I followed them everywhere. Uh, I had my little Michael Jordan hoop down in the basement (laughs) where I'd be practicing my dunks. And ironically, this week, you know, it gets announced that I, I am the head coach and I get a text in my group family text and it says, you know, we're not going to forget when Zach was in the basement and would make all of our friends sit on the couch and watch his <laughs> new dunks that he's practicing. And I was like, we don't need to be bringing that up. But so the love has been, you know, from the moment I can remember, um, you know, my dad was the consummate coach growing up, coached me in everything I did, whether it was football, baseball, um, you know, helped me out in track with jumping and then basketball was, was our thing. You know, I, the first day I got home from a basketball game, YMCA, I think I'm in second, third grade. And I did a good job, right? Dad, I did a good job. And my dad goes, you don't have a left hand. And I'm like, <laughs> what's a left hand? And he goes, listen, buddy, you're not going to be the tallest, 
So you better get good with your left hand. And next thing you know, I'm out in the garage with my sister working on ball handling, but he's, <laughs> he's the best coach I've ever had. You know, I, I love him to death. Um, you know, I, I am grateful and thankful that he, you know, still living here in Missoula, him and my mom still living here in Missoula. I, I fully intend on bringing him over to the staff and continuing to spread the knowledge that the guy has. He can teach me, he can teach the kids. He's got that old man wisdom. And I, I need that as a, as a young coach. So, you know, after, after I played in high school, loved it, addicted, go to college, um, you know, missed it. You know, I'd find myself lost at times for two, three hours in the rec center, just playing pickup hoops. Oh, like, geez. Dude, I need to be working on a lab report right now. Uh, <laughs> and when I took a gap year, I was interested in going into uh, dental school. I took a gap year and my dad had actually started coaching with my high school coach, Craig Matisich, um, you know, Matto, dear friend of mine, awesome dude. I, I, I have him, you know, as a, a regular contact that I text and call and my dad was coaching with him. And then when Jay took over, uh, Jay Jagelski, my dad coached with him for a little bit, got busy with work and said, you know, I can't, I can't be coaching anymore. I've just got too much with work outside of it. And when Jay came back to him and said, Hey, are you interested in coming back and coaching? He goes, I'm still too busy, but my son has a gap year. And Jay goes, would he be interested in coaching? And you help him out, you know, cause he trusted my dad and didn't know uh -huh. me at the time and gave me that chance. Um, so I was the sophomore basketball coach and my dad was my assistant and I would more so call it co-head coaches at that point. Um, but I was addicted from, you know, day one, it was just such a natural fit. I, I loved the kids, you know, I loved the competitive atmosphere. Um, it, and my wife loves that I can kind of get the competitive edge off. I'm not flipping monopoly boards because <laughs> go to practice and have games where that competitive spirit gets out. Um, and, and it went amazing. And the next year I was the freshman coach. And then the following two years, I was the, the JV coach. And, um, you know, Jay taught me so much in, in, in the game of basketball and the game of coaching. And um, I owe him a ton. You know, Matto, I own the world. Jay, I own the world. My dad, probably the most too. And then when I graduated from grad school, I got a degree in education. The coaching led me into education and uh, got a job first year out at Big Sky. Big Sky, you know, they're the best. They gave me a shot one year, you know, fresh graduate. They gave me that opportunity and I, I owe them the world. Um, I love my job. I love the class I teach, the kids I teach. And Coach Hansen over at Big Sky brought me on, messaged me on Facebook, brought me on. And another coach that just like, life-changing, taught me so much, gave me so many opportunities and, and brought me to this place. So, you know, that's kind of the development of the love of the game into the coaching of the game, kind of bringing me to this point. That's awesome. So one thing that I find kind of cool that doesn't really happen with a lot of coaches is you've coached at two big schools in Missoula. You coached at Sentinel and now you're a big sky. Yes. What was that like? It was, uh, man, what a transition. Um, you know, I've had, I have this weird knack for growing up in Missoula. I go to Bozeman for my undergrad <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit of a smart aleck at times. I would use that to kind of tease my family. You know, let's say the cats win a football game. I shoot a text to my group message and my family, you know, how about those cats? And, you know, they're like, <laughs> to hear it. Who do you think you grew up in Missoula? And then I go to grad school at the University of Montana. So now I get the beauty of I paid a lot of money to go to both schools. So I have every right to support whoever I want. Yeah. Uh, Diehard supporter of both. You know, I'm a supporter of Montana. 
through and through. Yeah. I, you know, I ideal situation there. I want the cats and the Grizz to meet in the championship of every sport every year. But, Wouldn't that uh, be nuts though? Yeah, that, that'd be great. That would be great. So it wasn't the first time in my life that, you know, I grew up, obviously played at Sentinel, um, coached at Sentinel, and then moved over to Big Sky. Um, mm -hmm. Really nervous going into it for sure. You know, I had only known my school at that time and Big Sky opened their arms, you know, accepted me with open arms and it's such an amazing community. You know, there's so much support from the fans. The parents are great. You know, the student sections are rowdy and awesome and great, you know, as a JV coach this year, uh, one of my good buddies, Jamara Coe, he was a stud hooper here for the Grizz. I kind of weaseled him into coaching over at Big Sky. I was like, you got to help us out. And he was huge for our program this year, but he makes funny. He makes fun of me for during games, I'd get too excited. And I'm looking at the student section. I'm like, let's go guys, you know, <laughs> a, little, a little note out of uh, Travis DeCure's uh, a book, you know, he'll get the crowd going sometimes. Yeah. The student section so great. And the players, you know, players are players is what I've noticed. You know, when I got this job, um, players I coached at Sentinel were, you know, tweeting at me and, you know, they're texting me and calling me and posting so supportive and some of the nicest messages. Um, I love those guys to death. And I always yeah. will. I always tell them, you know, if you're willing to let me yell at you and scream at you, <laughs> and push you, I'm always going to be there for you. So there's still that love and support, but you know, I, I'm, I'm, I got to bleed, you know, blue and gold right now. I'm blue and gold. Uh, I'm running the program. You know, I'm very proud to be a big sky Eagle and lead them in a direction, um, you know, that I think Hanson helped point us towards. So it's, mm -hmm. it's unique. It's weird. I'm not going to lie to you. you know, <laughs> there, there's love until we step on the court. It's like when my best friends, you know, went to big sky and Hellgate when I was in high school, a lot of guys I played hoops with growing up, I was like, okay, hey, you know, we got 32 minutes of play where we are sworn enemies. When we step yep. off the floor, you know, I love you. You're, you're like a brother to me, but we got 32 minutes to go after each other right now. And <laughs> I think that's the healthy mindset you need. You know, we are competitors, but we've all got one goal. And, you know, I wish everyone the best, just not as good as we're doing. That's what I hope for. You know, just one step below <laughs> us is what I'm hoping for. Exactly. So, Missoula, like Billings, has three AA public schools. Yeah. What are those rivalries like in Missoula? Because I know they're great here in Billings. It's uh, it's it's awesome. It's great. You know, it's it's unique. Every single every single matchup kind of has a unique matchup and, and a really fun rivalry. And I think they've developed even more. They ebb and flow would be actually be a good way to put it. You know, um, there are times where maybe two of the schools have a better rivalry for a year or two, and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden it's over. And then there's years where all three schools are really competitive. Um, you know, I remember playing in high school and walking into a crosstown game and seeing the backboard shaking because it was so <laughs> loud. And, you know, Matto's screaming at me and it was great because I couldn't hear a word he was saying. I was like, sorry. <laughs> I got the ball in my hands. I'm the point guard. I'm making the calls tonight, Matto, and he's probably scared to death. But yeah, those rivalries are very unique. Um, you know, I think we are looking to continue to build on them um, and continue to make them competitive and healthy. And like I said, from year to year, they grow. You know, this year, you know, we had great rivalry matchups with Sentinel. You know, they get us in the first game, we get them in the second, and then we match up with them at divisionals. Mm -hmm. and 
um, you know, we beat them and it was huge. It was huge. You know, that crosstown rivalry was felt at the divisional level. And then sure enough, who do we have to play in the semis? Hellgate, you know, so <laughs> we lose in, in two close ones to Hellgate during the season. We meet them in the divisional semifinals and it's just a dog fight. And we come out on top and, you know, seeing the look on our kids' faces as the clock's winding down, you know, as a coach, you tell the kids, act like you've been here, act like you've been here. Mm -hmm. And some of them are so giddy and they have these smiles just because that crosstown rivalry does mean so much to them. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to definitely work to, you know, work with coach Mackey over at Sentinel coach Hayes over at Hellgate to continue to foster like a healthy competitive rivalry. You know, mm -hmm. I, I love it. I think all three of us are competitive guys that, that appreciate that rivalry. For sure. So one thing that's different about double A from when I went to school is there's divisionals yes. with the additions of a few different schools. How has that changed double A from what it used to be? It's, you know, to me, the, the divisional tournament, it has been a massive change. Um, you know, when I played in high school, we had one playoff game, right? You know, that was it. It came down to that. You know, I remember going to a road playoff game, um, sophomore year over at Helena high. And, you know, then I remember junior year, you know, you have the one seed, you don't have a playoff game, you know, take a, a deep breath. There's only seven teams in the West at that time. And then senior year, um, oddly enough, we play big sky in our playoff game oh, third time of the year, you know, so you have again, a, a, and it's, it all that year of work. It's one game, you know, you have one bad game and your season's done like that. So mm -hmm. that pressure was, was huge. And I remember that as a player. Um, and then as a coach, when the divisional tournament came around, I am a tournament junkie. I can sit at tournaments and watch game after game after game. And, uh, you know, I remember the first year, um, you know, I was, I was coaching over at Sentinel. We had Sam Bigley, who is one of my best friends. Now we, we started a lawn mowing business together. He's oh, wow. I helped coach. And then that turned into a, a, an unbelievable friendship. Um, but Sam was just such a gamer, you know, past Gatorade player of the year. And, you know, we play Hellgate in the championship of the divisional tournament and, and win it at the very, the very end. We go into overtime. It was, so the divisional tournament has been a blast. And I, mm -hmm. I think it helps prepare kids for that state tournament is honestly a huge benefit. You know, there's less of that worry of we have one bad game, we're out. You know, you right. can, you can put a, a tough game out there. First game, if you drop a close one, you can still fight your way back, which is huge for the kids. Um, but it prepares you for that state tournament setup, which is, is really good for them. You know, it was super beneficial for our kids going into the state tournament this year. For sure. So then how different is it for the state tournament to play at the Metra? I believe it's been at the brick before all those different venues across the state that are just big. Uh, so the, the arena style, the arena matchup, um, I, I, Jay, this is something that Jay taught me was, you know, practicing in an environment that is similar or mirrors what you're going to play in. So, you know, I talked to Hanson this year when we knew we were going to be playing in the arena. Um, we contacted the University of Montana and we had a practice on the arena floor here at the Adams Center. You know, mm -hmm. shout out to the Grizz. They let us in there. And you got the first 20 minutes of practice where the kids walk out and they're all, you know, awestruck looking <laughs> up. I'm like, relax. There's nobody up in the stands right now. But um, those arena style hoops, you know, the big environment where the sound just gets eaten up, that is huge. And then 
um, you know, going to MSU for undergrad, one of my good buddies, uh, his name's Jack Murray. He, he works in operations and he also works in media over there. He's an amazing media guy. I contacted him and said, Hey, on our way to Billings, can we stop and have a practice in the Breeden, you know, Brick Breeden, mm-hmm. and, you know, let me put in a word, let me contact. And he contacts me with a guy. And so on our way to Billings, we stopped and had a practice and, you know, we met there at center court. And I said, you know, boys, how many people in the state of Montana got to practice in the Adams Center, Brick Breeden Fieldhouse, and now are traveling to the Metra and get to yeah. play in the tournament? And I said, as far as I know, there's one. You know, you, you get this unique opportunity. And that, I think, was big for them. Because you go into the Metra, and that's the arenas of arenas, you know, when it comes to size. And like I said, you know, I, I preach as a coach, and Hanson and I preach this year, you got to talk on defense. You got to talk. You got to talk a lot louder when it's that big of an environment, you know, you're screaming on defense and you feel like you can barely hear anyone. So for me, love the environment. It was huge to give those kids that practice. And now I got to hold, you know, the Metro has got a soft spot in my heart now because we brought some hardware home from there. Yeah. So I love it. I'm a fan. I think I might've been at your third place game. Was it against senior? It was against senior. Yep. 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 I was at that game. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the kids are just dogged. They're playing their fourth game in three days. You know, they're competing so hard. Both those teams usually have a game, you know, they have a game that morning. It's yeah. just such a, a grind mentally and physically. You know, I, when we lost our, our first game to Bozeman and Bozeman was so good this year, you know, we were sitting in the locker room and we have a lot of defeated looks. And I said, you know, guys, I uh, oftentimes I feel like the team that wins third is the most mentally tough team. Yeah. They turn around, they get over the loss, you know, they game plan and they battle and they battle and battle and they're willing to fight through it. And that was huge for our kids, you know, give senior and coach Hawes all the credit in the world. Those kids are hoopers and athletes. You know, I loved those kids, you know, Demarcus Johnson, freak athlete, Cactus runs above stud, you know, mellow is an absolute bucket. And it's just, you know, you were watching two teams battle with everything they have there, you know, Mm -hmm. running on fumes. That was very, it was a fun environment and cool game to be a part of. So that that was was a cool experience. It was a great game to watch too. I mean, it was pretty back and forth too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, We jumped out to an early lead and then we're like, good, you know, let's steamroll. And sure enough, they kind of battle. It's just, you're never feeling comfortable. You know, even if you've got a four point lead, it's like, I don't feel comfortable about this right now. So a good dog fight, you know, it, which is what you, you, all you can kind of ask for at the end there. No, for sure. So you've had quite a few good coaches that have helped mentor you to have this opportunity to be the head coach. What things are you going to take from them and implement to your own team? Oh man. Yeah. They're uh, it, it, it's, that's, that's a big thing for me is, taking something from everyone you can and putting it into, you know, your arsenal. Um, Mm -hmm. That was instilled in me by my dad, for sure. Like I said, uh, again, biased. Dad's best coach I've ever had. But (laughs) he taught me so much. And, you know, from him, when I think of my coaches, my my dad had this innate uh, bluntness. When he says something to you, it's not to hurt your feelings. It's honesty, right? You know, when he told me you don't have a left hand, you know, he told my youngest of the sisters, I think there was a game he yelled at her unhook the plow as she was running down the floor. Cause she was running too slow. You know, and, and he's not saying it to tear her down, but he's like, you need to be faster. And he does such a good job of that, of, you know, 
clarity is kindness. Being clear with these kids is showing them love of this is what I need you to do. Go do it if you can, you know, mm -hmm. take that from him. You know, I go to Matto and, you know, Matto was so diligent and everything Matto did was so um, disciplined. And that was big for me. I'm a disciplined individual as well. Everything we did was for a purpose and organized and premeditated. And I think, you know, my senior year, I thought we overperformed. And that was due in large part to Matto, that he had us so dialed in. Everything we did was with a purpose and a discipline. Um, you know, I flash forward to Jay. Jay is one of the best offensive minds I've ever seen. You know, I can tell Jay, I got 10 seconds left in the corner. I need a corner three against a two, three zone and boom, that guy's got it. You know, he, he wow. is an offensive mastermind. Um, and I call him all the time, you know, about offense. Hey, I, I need to work on this. What can I work on? He's so good with that. And then, you know, going to work with Hanson, he was a defense guy like me. Mm -hmm. and, and I think the key to defense is, you know, effort and energy is demanded, but execution can change from game to game and Hanson helped me with that you know switch up a press switch up our half court even how we run our zone is going to switch up from game to game and you know a huge thing that Hanson taught me is relying on the staff because he knew when to insert himself and he also knew when to say hey you know coach Murphy I want help with this you know what's your advice and it's like whoa I'm nervous as the the young coach but he gave me that responsibility and without a doubt, I want to implement that. So, like I said, bits and pieces from every coach along the way that helped me become who I am to help give me some confidence. And, you know, I think what I've learned from all of them, what they were all good at is I have to always grow and adapt. I can't get stuck in the coach I am now, you know, the coach mm -hmm. I am today will hopefully not be the coach I am next year, 10 years down the road whenever it might be, you have to evolve with the game because it's ever changing. No, for sure. For sure. So double A is, I want to say a juggernaut because it doesn't seem like there's a weak team. How excited are you to play and coach in that, I guess, strength of a conference? I, I, I you know, it's as a competitor, you, you thirst for, all of those competitions, you know, mm -hmm. that battle, it's, it's mental. Once you become a coach, it's such a strategic and mental warfare. You know, you're trying to find your plan and your way. Um, you know, I, there are so many coaches across the state that I have so much respect for, you know, Olmquist is, is the guy right now, right over at Capitol. He knows so yeah. much. And the thing is, if I start naming coaches, I'm going to have to go down the line because I love all of them and they've all been really good to me. But as I look at every school, um, these guys are just experienced and they know so much, you mm. know, uh, like I said, you got Ludkey, Mackey, Hayes, Harkins, you know, you got Dirk, you got Day. They're all great coaches. And, you know, I'm confident in my abilities and they should be confident in theirs. You know, we're both going into every game every night with the best of, you know, our abilities as coaches and hopefully getting our players to that point. So, you know, I think my approach is put my kids in the best position to succeed. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to look at who do I have as athletes? Who do I have as young men? What can I do to give them the best opportunity to succeed? And, you know, that's the, that's the goal is come fourth quarter, 
we are in striking distance. We have that lead. We are maintaining that lead. And then growth, you know, growth mindset. Mindset. We're not going to stagnate. We are going to develop as the year goes on. It's all about how you finish come turn tournament time, not about, you know, those first couple games. So I think you're, you're more than correct. You know, the double A is a juggernaut. And yeah, every time I look around, I'm like, man, they got some talent over there. And man, this coach always seems to figure it out. So it, it's gonna, it, it's, it's what I love about the game is you can't rest. You can't no. settle down because everyone's going to pass you by. For sure. For sure. So the basketball season is wearing, but you also do a lot of work in the off season. So tell me what you expect of your kids in the off season to prepare themselves for the season. Yeah, development in the offseason is something that, you know, I'm really trying to emphasize, you know, even before I had this position as head coach, I knew I would be involved in the program, obviously. So, you know, setting up an offseason workout program, you know, I open the gym every day, the weight room every day mm -hmm. for the kids to work out, you know, working on getting a good plan program that's going to help us develop as athletes and basketball players bigger faster stronger um you know we have open gyms right now here in the next week we're finally start to be able to coach for summer camps you know we've got our camp scheduled already we're going to helena we're going to frenchtown we're going to butte we're going to gonzaga you know give these kids the opportunity to play in 10 to 20 games in the summer and then reaching out you know coach hayes reaching out to me coach Mackey and scheduling times to just get some competition in and help these kids grow. You know, we lose seven seniors this year. We lose wow. seven guys and all of them played huge minutes. We return one, you know, significant member from our varsity program. He was a starter for us, stud player, Josiah Quaresma. Um, and, you know, I'm obviously right there with him all the time working with him because he's going to be integral to our success, but that is going to be huge for us getting these kids. You know, we have talented kids, we have kids that can compete at this level. They need that experience this summer to be mm -hmm. prepared to step into the season and compete at a double A varsity level. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a year round thing and yeah, it's, it's good to see for basketball players in Montana. Right. Right. So um, another thing with that being in Montana, the opportunity to get seen isn't always the most. Right. Um, I know there's like AAU programs and such like that. Yeah. Do you try to help your kids get to that point? And what is your role in if they're interested in doing AAU? Yeah, you know, I think my role as a coach, I'm very relationship based, whether it's with the kids, you know, I need to develop a relationship with them that they're going to trust me. If it's fourth quarter and we're down 10 and I'm telling them to change something, they need to trust me because of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And what goes with that is developing relationships outside of our gym. So, yeah. you know, it was my goal at this point to have a relationship with every college here in the state and have relationships with guys that can reach outside of the state. You know, I mentioned a good friend of mine, Jamara Co, you know, all big sky player playing professional hoops over in Australia right now. That man has more connections than anyone in the world. And, you know, when we walk in the gym, we probably couldn't look more opposite. The guy's six, seven, you know, center. <laughs> host player you know i'm i'm 510 on a good day a little scrappy guard you know but he him and i would just bounce ideas off each other all season long and one thing i learned from him is there is not a game on tv that that guy doesn't know someone and you know he told our players that he goes you want to play at the next level 
I am a good resource and tool for that. You know, I can reach out to guys for you. He's watching NBA games and he knows, you know, a guy on the jazz staff. He's watching Texas Tech play and he knows, a, a, you know, a coach on the Texas Tech staff. So having developed those relationships have been huge that I can, you know, send a text out. I can make a call and help these kids get where they want to go. And without a doubt, you know, we live in a world with social media and, you know, our phones attached to our hips and AAU hoops. I'm, you know, I'm a proponent. I think the game of AAU is different than mm -hmm. high school basketball in Montana, but equally beneficial. And it's a phenomenal opportunity for these guys to get eyes on them and have them be seen. So I encourage my kids, you want to play hoops, play hoops, go play some AAU. And then my goal is build a relationship with that program so that, yeah. you know, if I got a coach in select or, you know, I got a coach somewhere here in the state they can reach out to me and let me know how my player is doing and, and what they're working on with them. And I think that's huge. So in, in a world where Montana seems to be so secluded, like you said, yeah, I think if you put in a little bit of that effort, you can really get yourself out there, you know, put your huddle highlights together, start tweeting them at every coach you can find, you know, and right. I'll use my relationships to reach out to them as well. So I, I, you, you hit that on the head, you know, Montana can be a tough place to get recognized. So it's my job as a coach, as a coach to help get that out there and help my kids, you know, reach a level that they, they aspire to reach. That's awesome for sure. Well, Hey, I want to thank you so much for your time tonight and wish you all the luck with big sky this upcoming season. And I look forward to coming to a couple of your games that are here in Billings. I, I appreciate it, man. You know, you and I talked on the phone the other night and I said, I think our first couple games of the year are over there in Billings. So I can't wait to catch up with you in person. And I'm super grateful for the opportunity. I can't thank big sky enough, you know, admin over there, our AD Sabrina, her and I are our tightest can be. And, you know, she's really helped me as well. So I'm grateful to them. I got to give them everything I can. So I just want to make, you know, big sky proud and make sure that we develop a program that's respected across the state. So I appreciate the opportunity. Obviously this is a friendship that's going to continue to develop. Yes. And can't wait for the next time I'm on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much and have a great rest of your night. Awesome brother. Thank you. Have a good one. You too.